0: Welcome everyone. It's another week with Lou and I and him and him's nowhere to be found. This is yours truly Mac on the Rock WSQF Blink Radio. How in the hell
1: are you, Lou? I'm fantastic, thank you very much. And uh you continue writing those terrible articles for the American Spectator? Yes, and I want everybody to subscribe and Get the best political writing, political cultural writing there is right now is on the American Spectator
0: now uh he admitted before he came on the air, Lou admitted that he's so tired
1: of the news. I'm tired of all the bad news I mean one after another, there has not been one glimmer of good news other than you know uh, especially especially the fall of Western civilization. In Europe, in England, in America, it's it's just shameful. I mean, just horrible. And Very I'm sh- predictable. I'm, we, I'm, were cr- we
0: were crying about that during the election. Yeah, you vote for Joe Biden, this is going to implode. Yeah,
1: yeah, but but but, it, but it's it, it's England too. I
0: also said that when Barack Obama is getting elected, you vote for this freaking Zoid. Freakazoid, Zoid Marxists, everything's going to implode.
1: It's England. And now
0: it's the change he it, can believe in.
1: It's England, too, and it's, and it's breaking my heart what's going over there. And Spain, my God, the socialist got unelected and he won't leave power, you know? It's it's incredible.
0: Go, give, give, give the audience some feel for that, because I want to know Well, the, the, they weren't the, successfully at, at the coup d'etat. It, it was
1: a close election, but the conservative won, basically. I mean, he didn't get enough to form a government. So he had to make alliances. The left-wing... Typical
0: par- parliamentary reality. The left-wing. So all those who don't like our two-party system right. hear what he ha- what Lou has to say because
1: multiple-party systems suck as well. So he couldn't make enough right-wing uh, uh, collaborations to form a government. or But the left guy... Lost, got less votes. Was he the incumbent? Yes, left? the incumbent. Yes, the young man. He's a young, handsome fellow. Yeah, the, the incumbent, as they always do. They made all sorts of deals with everybody, and they and they just won't, you know, they won't resign. They won't. Quit. So he
0: formed the government, even though the other guy won the majority. Right.
1: Oh. They're trying to. There's big riots in uh, in in Madrid. And well, t- there was a huge rally on Tucker, behalf of Tuck, Tucker Carlson was there. Oh, he went to Spain. He went to Spain to, to rally for the conservatives. Well,
0: we're all going to end up being citizens of Spain anyway. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're going to kick us out of here. You know, I don't think uh, sooner or later they're going to say that I wasn't born here.
1: And then, and then, England is just an embarrassment. I mean, just they're uh, veterans waving the you know Union Jack are being arrested or told to stop, while people can wave Palestinian flags, kill Israel flags to their heart's content. And kill Israelis. And kill Israelis, and and, kill, and chase Jews. And the Home Secretary, Suela Braverman, came out and said, this is ridiculous. And she got fired by the conservative government, which is an embarrassment. An, um, the conservative government here is like left-wing Democrats. In England, is like left-wing Democrats here. They're pathetic. The people wanted to, you know, get rid of, you know, they, they voted for them in droves so they would do what they said they would do. Nothing. Nothing.
0: So the communists have basically taken
1: over. The communists and the Islamists have taken over Europe, yes. and, and Well, I know that in
0: Barcelona, Spain, some of the great, uh, you know, bullfighting stadiums have been converted to mosques.
1: And, and, and England, uh, like, England was so... Crucial to winning the Cold War, in fact, in fact, a friend of mine said that uh, Joe Biden, Sunak, the Prime Minister of England, and Pope Francis are the Bizarro World version of Reagan, Maggie Thatcher, and Pope John Paul II. Quite a reach, yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the Bizarro I, World,
0: yeah. Um, I, what, I don't, what I don't understand. Is that the you know, there's no real logical intellectual reason for this occurring other than a group of people wanting to steal from another group of people?
1: No, there's a communists
0: state. want to steal and they need to lie to get to steal, but they want the money, it's not
1: that simple. They want the power, they want to reshape civilization, they want this end of the West. They want all traditions of the West, Judeo-Christian tradition dead. But it can't
0: be on moral grounds or ideological grounds. It has to be on money
1: grounds. They want people worshiping the government instead of God. It's that simple. It's that simple. So that they can steal it. No, it no, no, it's it's ideological as much as greed. You think so? Yes, it always has been. It's fanatical. Always has been. So you do you do feel that there's a
0: intellectual basis
1: uh of course there is. i mean you know ever since the russian revolution you know i've seen the future and it's them you know it's crazy it's and 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 there was a babylon b there was a babylon b headline you know after hitler failed the nazis take over england
0: <laughs> after hitler failed the nazis take over england <laughs> 50,
1: 50 what was it no so, like yeah it was like uh, 80 years after the Nazis failed, uh, after Hitler failed, the Nazis finally take England.
0: <laughs> now, don't you th- now, don't you think, here's a question for you. Uh-huh. What, is that, what is it about the United States that really fears, for a long time now, invading and bombing the smithereens out of Iran? Because what would be your answer? Why is it that we went
1: into that Iraq? It was, it, was it was unnecessary. Trump had Iran on its knees. On its knees. Economically. Economically, that's all it takes. You know, you don't need you don't need war, you don't need
0: why. In other words, what what do uh, why do anything with firepower? You can do with deception.
1: Right. Absolutely. And they had no chance. They have limited funds. You cut cut off their oil. You cut off their money, and that's and that's where they were. They were dying. But the question is, why don't
0: we? Take the theocrats, I went out of there, and return a shah. Uh, returned the son of the shah was waiting in but, the exile. But I'm
1: saying it would have it would have happened. It would have happened had th- he been reelected. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it and it was it was great. And now you know, my answer. And, 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 and one more thing, the, Israel. My God, every Arab state was making a deal. It was it was unprecedented. Well, the
0: Sunni Sunni states.
1: Yeah, unprecedented in my lifetime to see it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Trump made it look easy. Yeah, the the Abraham Accords, just it was all there, and and boom, it yeah. all unraveled. It all unraveled, and, and and
0: it should show America. So the audience who listens to us here on WSQFRadio.com dot com and Wsqf ninety four five, you can hear us worldwide at this time every Tuesday. And one thing we've got to understand about our show is that. We try to give you an angle that is more common than the hyped angle of the media, even though...
1: Which isn't difficult.
0: Even even though Lou is one of them. And then Cousin Him, he apparently lost his virginity and he has a girlfriend now, so he hasn't been showing up. And who can blame him at his age? I don't know where Cousin it is, but he kind of... Uh, I'd like for him to reply to those questions about us... Building our weapons and and being armed and ready for our foreign enemies and domestic, and to see if he has an answer for me, but he wasn't here, you know, okay, so my answer, why we don't go after Iran? I think the answer is the reason why we don't go after Iran is because they already have the bomb
1: what That's do you think a, about that that we, that no you don't think they have the bomb no Israel wouldn't allow it
0: you think uh Israel's going to get them before they uh, get the bomb, absolutely. Do they do they, do they have? You think we would deliver the Moab, or do they have one of them of their own? If you know, they need a massive bunker bomb to get below zero there.
1: You mean to attack Iran
0: to get the, the I'm, get I'm, the bomb I'm sure bunkers? Have, I'm
1: sure they have what it takes
0: to get that low into the ground. Yeah, I'm sure they have what it takes. because where they're expending expending I, like, but expending but really, the the, the, r- really the stop? word is spitting the centrifuge...
1: Stop talking about Iran until, until ne- the until next... Until it's too late. Yeah, until the next election. I mean. One
0: thing we, we must understand about nuclear war is that it contaminates the oil fields. It can, makes oil radioactive okay. when you bomb a, a place that has oil. Nuclear war in places where oil exists, not only do you disintegrate the city itself for years and years and years, but the same applies to the oil for much longer than years and years and years. So that's the biggest deterrent from Iran using the bomb, but it might not be the deterrent for Israel to use their 60 bombs if they're going to disappear. Great. You, you
1: radiate the oil, it'll be nuclear fuel. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. The truth
0: is a new technology is coming. Have you heard of AI energy?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Holy moly. $20 trillion Energy field. Of course, of course, new stuff is going to come along. These, these, these arguments are so stupid. It's research AI energy. But I still want my book to be a bestseller first before it people does. will. By the time people even buy your book, people won't have a desire to even read. My book will be out next year, and it'll be about uh, uh, the end, of, an attempt to end America before its time, by the left.
0: And and it's uh, you said it was a detective thriller? It's or? a
1: detective political thriller, yes. So, starts, the,
0: so the detective has that, that much power?
1: It starts or? Out a, it's, it's Washington, D.C. It starts out as a simple case. A young girl comes into their office and says, my boyfriend doesn't want to see me anymore. I want you to find out why. The most trivial case.
0: A Karen case. Yeah.
1: The, the, <laughs> you know, and the, one of the guys doesn't even want to take it, but the other guy, because she's so hot, goes, yes, this is a very important case. We have to take it. It's very important. And it turns out, it is an important case. The you know, layers of it reach almost to World War Three, but it has to do with you know an attempt to uh, make green energy a thing when it isn't. I mean, the whole green energy thing is yeah, that's a that's it, a, that's it, a philosophy it, of atheism. a ho- Yeah, it's it, it's a hoax to weaken America. It's, yeah, I
0: believe the whole cli- climate change yeah, argument it's a, it's a ho- always it, has been. It's
1: a, another another division. Against the West, you know, against. But why don't you take it a the step farther and just call it simple communism? It, it is a communism. I'm, it, I, is, it is. That's in commun- the book. The Chinese are behind it. Absolutely. I should. I shouldn't reveal anything. In your book, or reveal anything about the, the book Ch- because it's a detective story. You you, you want to go with the flow, um, but it'll be out next year and it'll be great. And the, its title is. The Apocalypse Mask.
0: Apocalypse Mask. Man, I don't know if that goes over the top or what. The Apocalypse Mask. And it's not COVID. No, no. So God. the average reader, you don't think will say, what? Uh, another, COVID? Another COVID book because of the yawn.
1: mask. Yawn. God, yawn.
0: Because of the book. Yeah. All right, let's go to your article. Oh. Your article is called The Christmas Carol. And I don't really know. I mean, the headline is A Christmas Moral for Women. Uh, so I, I'm assuming that's, that's the gist of it. Basically. Well, let
1: me introduce it before you play it. I just don't want you to read it. I won't. Uh, Faith Moore is a lovely, lovely writer. She's the daughter of Andrew Claven, one of the best living American writers there is around right now, specializing in the crime fiction field. He himself has a novel out. What's, the, a,
0: what's the name of his novel? The it's called knows. The
1: House of Love and Death. I reviewed it about three weeks ago for the American Spectator. It's excellent. Great Christmas present. But for women... There's his daughter Faith's book, a Christmas car—no, Christmas Carol with a K, which is a feminine version of a Christmas Carol, but not—not not having to do with miser and being greedy like Scrooge, more a woman who decide who chooses career over family, and that's driving down the birth rate, which is now my shtick. Right, and 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 that is the the moral of the story. Now, I I lead into it with something that just happened to me was exactly the kind of woman that Faith is describing.
2: Uh Uh-oh, this could be dangerous. Here we go. A Christmas moral for women. Moore adheres closely to the Christmas classic, but navigates it masterfully through modern life. Christmas Carol by Faith Moore. DW Books, 320 pages, $29. A few nights ago, my apartment doorbell chimed indicating whoever rang it was likely someone from the building, or else I would have been notified about a visitor. I opened the door on two lovely little girls around eight years old, holding a basket of toy jewelry and other knickknacks. They asked me if I wanted to buy something. Not being in the market for plastic necklaces, I nonetheless said, sure. While purchasing a small rubber dog, I asked the girls how sales were going. Great, one said. We've raised $13 for Israel, said the other. This cheered me, the thought of two young girls doing what little they could to aid a biblically blessed country whose children and women had been brutalized and murdered. Plus, I was still upset that Ohio had just voted for a state amendment to allow abortions up to birth. So, I posted on Facebook about my uplift from the tiny angels, concluding with, just when you think young women of America are a problem, something like this gives you hope for the future. The responses were overwhelmingly positive from both women and men. Then came one from my friend, now probably former friend, Feather, not her real name. Read more from Lou Aguilar, when Holly Woke becomes a joke, it's over. Feather is a beautiful 40-something mathematical genius, single mom, and archetypal feminist girl boss of a Northern Virginia consulting firm. She wrote, why the hell would you ever think young women are a problem for America? I replied that for one thing too many of them are for infanticide. Feather wrote, no, they're for choice. Murdering babies is an evil choice, I said. That's when Feather went for the personal attack. You know, Lou, I don't think most of us will listen to ethics spew from a man whose primary body of work focus on objectifying women, I referenced my sordid past in a recent article here, hang your old white man hat and go write a book about a cat who runs for prime minister, a cheap shot at my heartwarming first novel, Jake for Mayor. Young women will be the solution to this country's problems, created by men. This proved too much for other followers on my thread. Boy, Lou, a nice little moment destroyed by a harpy, wrote Ray. Feather underscore sounds very unhappy, added J. I thought of Feather and too many bitter women like her while reading Faith Moore's enchanting first novel, A Christmas Carol. The feminized and anti-feminist reimagining of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol would have done them a valuable service in their earlier life, in positing that career pursuit is a sad, empty substitute for family focus. Moore accomplishes this not by heavy preaching but with a marvelously written fantasy. Her pretty literary style reflects a nearly forgotten art in the age of digital frenzy, like opening film credits. Yet no level of writing skill could make her book as poignant as it is. That takes the magic ingredient illuminating every page, a passion for motherhood. According to Modern Cultural wrote, Carl Charles has it all, a loving, empathic husband, Bo, a bright and defensive young daughter, Annabelle, a humorous tyke son, Alfie, and, by far her chief priority, a booming law firm. Deep down, Carl knows this is upside down but she's a top dog in the race, as taught by her late all-business-law firm partner, Marley Jacobs. The appeal of Moore's storytelling is that the reader can grasp every mistake Carl makes while she refuses to accept it. This becomes obvious early on when Carl chooses work rather than make Christmas cookies with her kids, who desperately want her to, as does Bo for their sake. Because the Scrooge virus is in Carl's head, Christmas songs all sounded the same to her now. Fa la la a tree, ding dong merrily a cow, hark, it's Jesus, give him stuff he doesn't need, let it snow and it's gonna snow anyway, it's December. Tre la tray la. You need not have read A Christmas Carol to enjoy this book, though Dickens' purists will as well. They'll appreciate both the adherence to his gem and how freely Moore navigates it. A haunted hospital becomes her Victorian London, with different rooms acting as portals to Christmas's past, present, and future. Marley's ghost is less spooky than Dickens' chained miser but works just as well. Her yearning for basic human beauty that she can never more share, such as a baby in a bassinet, seems equally chilling. Read more from Lou Aguilar, beauty is truth against woke fantasy. More cleverly modernized, the ghost of Christmas past into a little girl who's wiser and older than her years, and whose simple logic both frustrates and enlightens Carl. And because Carl, unlike Scrooge, is familiar with moralistic popular art like it's a wonderful life, she views each vision as a life lesson not a life changer. The readers know better which adds to their suspense of when her true shock will occur, and if in time for her redemption. All the characters are quite wonderful. Carl's mother, Alice, overcompensates for the absence and cruelty of her father by too loudly cheering Carl at graduation. Carl's sister, Fran, offends Carl by pursuing marriage above college. Annabelle's public dismissal of Carl's maternal failures only hides her private anguish while easing Carl's guilt. Carl's family-centric assistant, Roberta, is a touching update of Bob Cratchit. And husband Bo is the glue of the story. A man who loves his wife, tries to guide her firmly and gently towards salvation, but knows exactly where to draw the line with her. Such men do exist. Perhaps Feather can find one before it's too late and not insult him away. Looking for an endearing holiday gift book? Try my romantic Christmas ghost story, The Christmas Spirit, available at Amazon, Barnes, and Noble, and other fine bookstores.
0: I get it. Somewhat. Now, what do you think the message is to women since this is obviously addressed to them
1: yes very simple feminism has been lying to you for 70 years and it is a it is it its a its it has been leading you down a really bad anti-humanist path. uh path and it definitely doesn't protect baby girls no no it's it's no it's the, the <laughs> ohio loses kentucky loses yeah Baby girls lose. Baby girls. black. Nobody wins. Black lives don't matter when they're unborn babies. No, they do matter. That's why all the blacks are shooting each other. Yeah, black lives don't matter when it's unborn. They un- matter
0: so much, they're killing each other.
1: Black lives don't matter when it's unborn babies. That's the, that's the law. Of Margaret
0: Thanger, uh, Sanger's yeah. dream yeah. come true. Correct. And Hillary Clinton's greatest. Correct. Uh, Inspire mentor. So this,
1: so this girl, Faith uh, Heather, the girl that I dealt with, was an Beautiful. I mean, I I actually almost cast her in one of my movies in L.A., you know. That's why she made that crack about exploiting women. I was making the—I told you about that Shannon Tweed movie uh, last year. So I met her in L.A. She was incredibly gorgeous. I didn't know that she was this math genius who was going to go to Virginia and, you know— and and uh, and, and, re,
0: and recount the, uh, the 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 Virginia ballots right. in the
1: last election. Right, but but the, the 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 you know the hostility that came at me from a sweet little post about girls, you know, uh, you know, was psychotic. I mean, literally psychotic.
0: Yeah, what I what I've always wanted to know about women who run to the divorce court when their husbands misbehave if they
1: get married at all
0: if that's today but don't don't women realize that in a divorce situation would a man rather be single at 56 years of age or a woman and i guess the answer is obvious women prefer to be single at 50 60 years of age
1: well Uh, you know what you know here's here's what's funny is they're going to be you know they're going to be alone at fifty or sixty years of age, even if they. Well, they're... it's
0: over, it's over the majority. Yeah. It's more than fifty percent. More than fifty percent of us
1: are divorced for for decades now. Well, uh, the the thing is, the the flight away from family and faith and is the destruction of America, as the d- d- destruction of the West. You know, especially faith. But,
0: I mean, that's got to be the motivation behind the think tankers who are pushing Obama's open border policy. So much so that it's pushed upon the Biden administration and the Obama people have got to be saying, well, if we're not reproducing, let's reproduce with a bunch of Hispanics and have them do the dirty jobs in the process. But I don't think we're going to get to there. I think we're going to I think Tucker said it best. The fall of America has already commenced. Yeah.
1: No, there's no question. There is no question. And 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 we're. At a dark time, you know, I go back to my Reagan, Thatcher, Pope John Paul comparison to Biden, Sunak, and this idiot, Pope Francis. I'm sorry. What he's doing right now is destroying the last semblance of a front, of a counterfront that can fight this stuff. You know.
0: Yeah, by getting rid of the conservative
1: bishop recently. Getting rid of Catholicism, you know, breaking it down so that it's, it's valueless.
0: He does say that there's a... Uh there's a phony church to replace the actual church, and he said it in a speech. And people are asking whether he's implying that he is the phony church.
1: And, well, he's certainly trying. He's certainly trying to establish it. That's the difference. Yeah. By uh, by with left wingers.
0: Now he's trying to. Uh, it's madness.
1: It's madness. It's it's like suicidal harakiri. You know? But explain harakiri uh, the audience wants to know. Harakiri is seppuku. It's a Japanese art of self-disembowelment. Where what it undermines its own cultural It's it's it's, it's when you you when you feel like you you've lost face and you're ashamed It's an orient, very oriental uh, very oriental philosophy where you, you know, you kill, like a form of nihilism You kill yourself very painfully. By, you know, slashing your stomach and your, you know. And oh, I didn't know that. No, it's, Con- it's yeah, you, you take a knife and you just cut. You, you basically disembowel yourself. It's a,
0: Oh, okay, disembowel. So you cut your guts out.
1: Yeah, you cut your guts you yourself. Your cuts and yeah. And, and in the name of honor. You, you, yeah, you do it yourself. It's. I mean, it takes remarkable courage. That's why the Samurais used to do it, you know, when they failed. Yeah, when the Romans
0: used to stab themselves through the it, heart. No,
1: nothing like this. This is know.
0: disembowelment. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's called uh, seppuku, you know, balderized in the you know, harakiri, but it's the same thing. Uh, and, uh, okay, so let's hear this.
3: Our Rome correspondent, Seema Gupta. Firstly, Seema, good to have you with us on the program. How unusual a move is this for Pope Francis? Well, it is a fairly rare move, I mean, for a bishop to be effectively fired in this way. I mean, normally, as you mentioned, uh, perhaps there's some issues, an investigation is carried out, and the bishop usually is asked to resign uh, for the good of the diocese and for the church at large. But Joseph Strickland, the 65-year-old bishop uh, of Tyler in Texas in the United States, said he he made it clear that he was not going to resign, that he had been given the by the former Pope, Pope Benedict XVI, and his flock needed him. And so, as a result, a one-line statement effectively came out of the Vatican saying that Francis had relieved him uh, from his position. Now, he had been a leading voice, a traditionalist, a conservative, a vocal critic of Pope Francis. Uh, he had said that the Pope had, in the past, had undermined the Catholic faith uh, and that he had threatened its basic truths, and in fact he had criticized this recent month-long meeting that happened at the Vatican the Synod in which uh, bishops from all around the world uh, were gathered together as well as some lay people to discuss about some hot-button topics such as the role of women in the church as well as the role of LGBTQ uh, Catholics and he had questioned uh, this a uh, very uh, meeting so an investigation had been held earlier this year into his governance of his diocese, uh, lay people as well as priests had been interviewed and so uh, the the recommendation had been made to Francis uh, that he be removed. Uh, So clearly, right now, this fairly rare move has been taken and he has been removed from his position. Tell us more then about the consequences of this bishop's dismissal, Sima. Well, it's interesting to note the 65-year-old uh, Bishop, now he has a, a weekly radio show. He has a very significant following on uh, social media, a, a larger number than his very diocese, and he has been a leading critic of Pope Francis. And uh, Pope Francis has not shied away in terms of his reaction to this uh, s- uh, loud, vocal, conservative movement in the United States. In August, in an interview, he called them uh, backward, and he said that the re- Replaced, they replaced faith with ideology. But it's clear uh, that the Conservatives in the United States are very angry by this move. Uh, some uh, uh, vocal critics of the Pope and supporters of Strickland have called this move an act of total war. Uh, but the supporters of Pope Francis perhaps uh, have welcomed this uh, movement to remove this bishop who has been very critical of the Pope.
1: So where we're John Paul just, you know, fought and helped to cripple communism out of Poland, you know. This guy goes after conservative, you know, clergy. That's how pathetic we are. You got to hand it to the Argentines. No. The Jesuits, yeah, it's a bad, it's a perfect— First pope from Latin America, sure enough. Yeah. Divide and conquer. Jesuit, Marxist jackass. I'm sorry, I don't want to be excommunicated— but if I ever had any thoughts about being a priest, uh, it wouldn't be under this. Well, guy. you do qualify since you don't have children.
0: Yes. And you're still a virgin. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see why not. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably be the better pope since I'm a, the ultimate sinner and I'm none of those things. But, uh, but
1: the answer is because the women would weep.
0: Oh, um, they couldn't. They would, <laughs> they would just storm the barricades <laughs> at the Vatican City. For pope. It would make sense. Uh. You know, it's one of those things. So, we're at another crossroads. Have you, uh, to change the subject, have you been hearing Alina uh, Habba, Trump's spokesperson attorney, the Iraqi uh, American who's defending him in the recent trial? She said something pretty uh, impressive at the steps of the courthouse the other day. Would you like me to find it and play it?
1: I I, I would like to stick a little bit to... uh, to the Christianity for a minute. Go for it. And and, and what the, do you got to say? Well, there's a. Uh, a uh,
0: By the way, uh, Alina Haba is not Muslim. She's Christian Iraqi. Makes it makes her very enchanting. She you know her parents are the, are the refugees. She's she's American, but she's quite you know she's quite uh, I can't say she's religious. She's just not Muslim. I don't think Trump would have hired her if she was Muslim.
1: <coughs> there, there, uh, excuse There is a former Muslim, a former Muslim uh, woman, and uh, she wrote uh, an incredible, an incredible piece. Uh, ta- talk for a minute. I'll find it. Incredible piece uh, about why she became a Christian. From you know, there's somebody who grew up Muslim, and she hits upon.
0: Well, the son of the Hamas leaders claims the same thing. He found Jesus.
1: It's, it's, this is one of the. A Hamas guy? Who, former. Look, former. Hamas. He's here in the
0: United States. Yeah. yeah. He's the son of the founder, and he says he found Jesus. And that's why he's opposing his father and everything his father's doing. And obviously, he's against the ceasefire. And they'll probably, they'll probably go after him. I don't see how he can survive chastising his dad like that without being assassinated or someone taking him out or something. I fear for everybody at this point.
1: This woman is a philosopher, and and she um, she had a, a good. Uh, she, it's it, it's missing something, but I'll I'll read it. Uh, it her name is Ayan Hirsi Ali.
0: Oh, I know, I know, Miss Ali, tall you, black woman yes, from Africa.
1: Yes, yes, very they, good. They, they they mutilated her genitalia. Cor- correct. Yes. In 2002, I discovered a 1927 lecture by Bertrand Russell entitled, Why I Am Not a Christian. It did not cross my mind as I read it that one day, nearly a century after he delivered it to the South London branch of the National Secular Society, I would be compelled to write an essay with precisely the opposite title. The year before... I had publicly condemned the terrorist attacks of the 19 men who had hijacked jets and crashed them into the Twin Towers in New York City. They had done it in the name of my religion, Islam. I was a Muslim then, although not a practicing one. If I truly condemned their actions, then where did that leave me? The underlying principle that justified their attacks was religious. After all, the idea of jihad, or holy war against the infidels, was it possible for me, as for many members of the Muslim community, simply to distance myself from the action and its horrific results? At the time, there were many eminent leaders in the West, politicians, scholars, journalists, and other experts, who insisted that the terrorists were motivated by, other than the ones, by reasons other than the ones they and their leader, Osama bin Laden, had articulated so clearly. So Islam had an alibi. Hmm. This excuse making was not only condescending towards Muslims; it also gave many Westerners a chance to retreat into denial. Blaming the error of U.S. foreign policy was easier than contemplating the possibility that we were confronted with a religious war. Remember, Bo- oh. Bush's reli- either with us or against religion us. of peace. Uh, okay. We have seen a similar tendency in the past five weeks, as millions of people sympathetic to the plight of Gazans seek to rationalize the October 7 terrorist attacks as justified response to the policies of the Israeli government. When I read Russell's lecture, I found my cognitive dissonance easing. It was relief to adopt an attitude of skepticism toward religious doctrine, discard my faith in God, and declare that no such entity existed. Best of all, I could reject the existence of hell and the danger of everlasting punishment. Russell's assertion of that religion is based primarily on fear resonated with me. I had lived for too long in terror of all the gruesome punishments that awaited me. While I had abandoned all rational reasons for believing in God, that irrational fear of hellfire still lingered. Russell's conclusion thus came as something of relief. When I die, I shall rot. Woo! To understand why I became an atheist 20 years ago, you first need to understand the kind of Muslim I had been. I was a teenager when the Muslim Brotherhood penetrated my community in Nairobi, Kenya in 1985. I don't think I ever understood religious practice before the coming of the Brotherhood. I had endured the rituals of ablution, prayers, and fasting as tedious and pointless. The preachers of the Muslim Brotherhood changed this. They articulated a direction, the straight path, a purpose to work toward admission into Allah's paradise after death. A method... Oh, one second. Something interrupted.
0: It's called MetroPCS? No.
1: Well, you know. a, 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 a method, the prophet's instruction manual of do, do's and don'ts, the halal and the haram. As a detailed supplement to the Quran, the hadith spelled out how to put into practice the difference between right and wrong, good and evil, God and the devil. The brotherhood preachers left nothing to the imagination. They gave us a choice. Strive to live by the prophet's manual and reap the glorious reward in the hereafter. On this earth, meanwhile, the greatest achievement possible was to die as a martyr for the sake of Allah.
0: Which explains the Hamas terrorists.
1: The alternative, indulging in the pleasures of the world, was to earn Allah's wrath and be condemned to an eternal life in hellfire. Some of the worldly pleasures they were decrying included reading novels, listening to music, dancing, and going to the cinema, all of which I was ashamed to admit I adored.
0: Unfortunately, that explains why they went after the concert on October the 7th.
1: Correcto. Because they were all committing sin, basically. Yeah, it was was perfectly... The most striking quality... symbolism. The Mm -hmm. most striking quality of the Muslim Brotherhood was their ability to transform me and my fellow teenagers from passive believers into activists almost overnight. We didn't just say things or pray for things... We did things. As girls, we donned the burqa and swore off Western fashion and makeup. The boys cultivated their facial hair to the greatest extent possible. They wore the white dress like Taub worn in Arab countries or had their trousers shortened above their ankle bones. We operated in groups and volunteered our services in charity to the poor, the old, the disabled, and the weak. We urged fellow Muslims to pray and demanded that non-Muslims convert to Islam. During Islamic study sessions, we shared with the preacher in charge of the session our worries. For instance, what should we do about the friends we loved and felt loyal to, but who refused to accept our dawah, invitation of faith? In response, we were reminded repeatedly about the clarity of the Prophet's instructions. We were told, in no uncertain terms, that we could not be loyal to Allah and Muhammad while also maintaining friendships and loyalty towards the unbelievers. If they explicitly rejected our summons to Islam, we were to hate and curse them. Here, a special hatred was reserved for one subset of unbeliever, the Jew. We cursed the Jews multiple times a day and expressed horror, disgust, and anger at the litany of offenses they allegedly committed. The Jew had betrayed our prophet. He had occupied the Holy Mosque in near Jerusalem. He continued to spread corruption in the heart, mind, and soul. You can see why to someone who had been through such a religious schooling, atheism seemed so appealing. Russell offered a simple, zero-cost escape from an unbearable life of self-denial and harassment of other people. For him, there was no credible case for the existence of God. Religion, Russell argued, was rooted in fear. Fear is the basis of the whole thing. Fear of the mysterious. Fear of defeat. Fear of death. As an atheist, I thought I would lose the fear. I also found an entirely new circle of friends, as different from the preachers of the Muslim Brotherhood as one could imagine. The more time I spent with them, people like Christopher Hitchens and Richard Dawkins, those are two famous atheists from England, uh, the more confident I felt that I had made the right choice. For the atheists were clever. They were also a great deal of fun. So what changed? Why do I call myself a Christian now? Part of the answer is global. Western civilization is under threat from, this is important, okay? Very important. The feature statement is... From three different but related forces. The resurgence of great power authoritarianism and expansionism in the form of the Chinese Communist Party and Vladimir Putin. The rise of global Islamism, which threatens to mobilize a vast population against the West, Here, here, Europe. They're a full billion. Here, here, Europe. We're a billion, they're a billion. And the viral spread of woke ideology, which is eating into the moral fiber of the next generation. We endeavor to fend off these threats with modern secular tools military, economic, diplomatic, technological efforts to defeat, bribe, persuade, appease, or surveil. And yet, with every round of conflict, we find ourselves losing ground. We are either running out of money with our national debt in the tens of trillions, or we are losing our lead in the technological race with China. But we can't fight off these formidable forces unless we can answer the question, what is it that unites us? The response that God is dead seems insufficient. So too does the attempt to find solace in the rule-based liberal international order. The only credible answer, I believe, lies in our desire to uphold the legacy of the Judeo-Christian tradition. The legacy consists of an elaborate set of ideas and instructions designed to safeguard human life, freedom, and dignity, from the nation-state and the rule of law to the institution of science, health, and learning. As Tom Holland has shown in his marvelous book, Dominion, all sorts of apparently secular freedoms of the market, of conscience, of the press... Find their roots in Christianity. Have- Guess
0: what? And his girlfriend starts calling. Can I- you believe that?
1: I have to take this.
0: Can you believe that? Wonderful narration. And all of a sudden, the girlfriend calls, and there stops the reading. I must say, she coming around. She coming around full circle from Muslim brotherhood to atheism. Judeo-Christian reality is a thing of bliss and I believe that because of it uh, we all have hope because there's no doubt that this, this country with its Judeo-Christian roots has shown to the world that this is the righteous path to dignity individualism self-reliance in the pursuit of happiness. It's that simple. Why Why can't we understand that part of it is beyond me. Why can't the world turn to Jesus Christ is beyond me. Even Jews at this point understand the power and the loving uh, embrace of Jesus Christ. They still might not think that he's a prophet, that and the son of God as we do but I think they'll just settle for him being the prophet boy do they appreciate us now because we're standing up for them I've read on social media how many people in the free Palestine movement want to claim an old claim that the Jews stole their land principally in 1948 when we gave them the weapons and the know-how, well, obviously, uh, the uh, blessing the British's desires or imposing it on the British for them to desire for Israel to have their own nation-state. We have to come to the conclusion that if you look at history, Palestine really was never a nation, was never a country, wasn't even a people's. As far back as 135 A.D., when the Romans named an area which the Philistines had conquered Muslim tribes who were enslaving Jews at the time, it was a spoof on what they called the Jew slaves, Palestinians, believe it or not. And history has never really articulated that historical fact. That Palestine was called Palestine over the Philistines. And as a result, you have Palestine. But that's never been their native lands. Yes, there's a portion of Jerusalem that is kind of a place for prayer, but it's not Mecca. You know, Mecca's in Saudi Arabia. So there is no real Palestinian people or the land of Palestine. It's always been. The Ancestral Lands of the Jews. Well,
1: that was a powerful piece, wasn't
0: it? Well, after you blew it, I can't say yes. Hello? Hello? What happened? What happened is you took off your headphones. Oh, yeah. You thought your conversation was more important. It wasn't
1: important. It was a dog, a dog incident. Uh, uh,
0: unfortunately, when you're on the radio, nothing's more important than the radio.
1: Right, I'm sorry. but
0: Because the Russians right now could have come from <laughs> Cuba to the United States, and you would have been part of the food line, and I would have... Had my guns taken out of my cold
1: hands. The, the only thing that's missing from that article, if I may say, it was beautifully, you know, reasoned. I'm
0: already on Palestine. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: but the only thing missing is she explains philosophically why she became a Christian, but she doesn't mention Christ. You know that that's and and as Andrew Clavin, whose daughter wrote the book which I just read, said that if you look at Christ, he provides he provides the answer. That she's seeking for, not just you know salvation. Yes, and and he and and he deals with exactly what she's talking. You know, well, the the
0: the what what the audience I would like for them to know from my perspective, what's really cool about being Roman Catholic Christian (laughs) is that we have the comfort of knowing that our our God, who we believe to be God. We have the fortunate circumstance that he's arrived and his blood for our sins. He yeah. was already human and yeah. walked the planet no, with us and returned to his father. Well, eventually he'll take us with him one day. Yeah. And that's what's really amazing. People understand that about the book of Revelations and, and, and passages in Leviticus. The truth is when we all become believers in Jesus Christ, which is the aim, not by the sword, but he takes us all away in a blink. And he leaves the others, the non-believers, behind to to bedlam, to disaster and but, chaos.
1: But it's also, I mean, the belief and and worship of Christ is also the founding principle of Western civilization. Absolutely, the greatest civilization in the history of this incredible planet and mankind. You know, incredible what they've done.
0: Are you including or excluding Europe? No, Europe is part of it. Europe is part of it. Europe is. You're, I tend to disagree with making the kay. statement that broad. I do believe no, Europe, but Europe, the, Europe came believe,
1: first. We, we're European. Europe came to us with their with their belief system from England. No, they didn't. What are you talking about? We,
0: we escaped Europe because of
1: our beliefs. No, system. that that was an intramural Christian argument. You know, the you p- say you
0: say that Christianity was established before we left. It was, to form this country. I get that But there part. was
1: intra-Christian, you know, feud, which is what the pilgrims were against the Church of England. But they were both Christians, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. We were suffocated
0: by them. But I don't say we as in Protestants. I say me as a Catholic. People don't want to realize that Catholics were here long before the uh, the, the, pure, the, the, the Protestants. Yeah, the no, things. of course they were. In the millions. Of course. And uh, probably over a hundred years more than, the, longer than the before the Plymouth Rock, That is correct. And we've always been a Roman Catholic nation that somehow became Anglo just because of our history and the, yeah, way, it, yeah. the way it was taught. Yeah. But a third of the nation was always Roman Catholic. That's correct. And um, people, I've said that before on the radio that uh, there was over 4 million people in what was called Colonial Mexico City which is actually uh, physically Taos, New Mexico which is pretty cool that so much of our history is not really told accurately in context for a narrative that uh disparages catholics into being some kind of minority but right now it's all it's well first not moment. right now not with that open border with a
1: majority now first <laughs> <laughs> With that 9, seven million, five million, First, nine million, I, I, I that number will th- never be known. I, I do think that is a Pandora's box that the, Demo- the Democrats don't know since they're so anti-faith they have no idea. Well, they, they, they look at skin color and race and ethnicity. They think and, they're going to be able to
0: register them yeah. because they're numb nuts and they're unskilled. But right. what's going to happen is there's going to be a reassertion of the birth rate and, that would, and it'll be that crowd. And that would be hysterical. It's going to happen, and it's not really a Pandora's box as much as it is a Trojan horse. <laughs> it is a Trojan horse, man. It's it's uh, a
1: Pandora's box because a Trojan horse they didn't know, they, they didn't know what was in the horse. The Pandora's box was, you know. Yeah, I, but
0: the parent box was knowingly full of right evils, and it was still open. The only the only thing that didn't come out of the pandora's box remember she was scared and she closed it it was hope yeah hope stayed behind yeah,
1: yeah. that's beautiful you remember the mythology can, can. come on
0: that's man very good sometimes that's on a good day very good all right so since i had to drop the mic moment there at the end <laughs> let's go to donald trump's uh, alina haba because she makes a statement that i find so impressive on the steps of the courthouse after the judge to show you how far along we are, America, how the justice system has failed us entirely. It failed Lou and I on the election of twenty twenty when all those judges turned their back on the possibility that the election was rigged. And it's the reason why we're in disarray today, because that unsolved mystery became the past. A lot of real a lot of really intelligent people have told me Come on, man, the election wasn't rigged. Well, when you make that statement to me, you're telling me that you're dumb as an ox. In fact, I can say you're dumb as an ass. You're d- you're a dumbass. Why? Because you're admitting to yourself that this is what you preferred. The incompetent third term of Barack Obama, and everything that he did to destroy the country is now being fate of Yeah. Fate of comply.
1: That's another good word.
0: Woo! And if you're really proud of a voting for uh, Joe Biden, well, then you're an idiot and a fool. You know what I mean? And if you, on top of that, you think you're safe here in Key Biscayne, as I do, you're also an idiot and a fool. Because what are we talking about here on the Key? The same stuff that all the lefts is talking nationwide. Climate change. So anyway, before I go down a rabbit hole I can't get out of, here's Alita Aba, Haba as she walks out of the courtroom at uh, one in the afternoon, a couple of days ago, and listen to this young woman thoroughly understand what her young nation, in her eyes, because it's her young nation, because she's only been American for a short period of time. And listen to what she says. And this is what you, the left, have come to grips with. You have to understand that in your overzealous desire to see Trump in jail, The only one who loses is you. (laughs) Why? Because when you and Lou and him are in the food line, a person like me and people like myself, very deliberate in manner and scope and perspective, will be serving. And when you guys get to the front of the line, I'm cutting the meal in (laughs) half. Because, you know, I got to eat, too. So, with this, Alina Haba. And she's a hot number.
4: Courthouse, let's dip in here and listen. More honest coming from the judge who has already predetermined that my client committed fraud before we even walked into this courtroom. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Then, why exactly am I being paid as an attorney and why exactly are taxpayer dollars being used in this courtroom? The answer is very clear because Miss James. WANTS TO STAND RIGHT HERE LIKE SHE DID THIS MORNING AND CALL MY CLIENT A LIAR. CALL THE COMPANY FRAUDULENT AND MAKE A NAME FOR HERSELF. SHE SAID THIS MORNING THAT THE NUMBERS DON'T LIE AND THEY WON'T LIE IN THIS CASE. WELL, Miss JAMES, I HAVE A MESSAGE FOR YOU. THE NUMBERS DIDN'T LIE WHEN YOU RAN FOR GOVERNOR. AND THAT'S WHY YOU DROPPED OUT. AND THE NUMBERS DON'T LIE WHEN PRESIDENT TRUMP RUNS FOR OFFICE IN 2024. And THOSE NUMBERS ARE LOUD AND CLEAR. THIS COUNTRY IS FALLING APART. AND IF WE DON'T STOP CORRUPTION IN COURTROOMS WHERE ju- ATTORNEYS ARE GAGGED, WHERE ATTORNEYS ARE NOT ALLOWED TO SAY WHAT THEY NEED TO SAY TO PROTECT THEIR CLIENTS' INTERESTS, IT DOESN'T MATTER WHAT YOUR POLITICS ARE. EVERYONE HAS A RIGHT IN THIS COUNTRY TO GET UP AND PUT A DEFENSE. I DON'T CARE WHO YOU ARE. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can put objections on the record. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can stand up and say something when they see something wrong. But I was told to sit down today. I was yelled at, and I've had a judge who is unhinged slamming a table. Let me be very clear, I don't tolerate that in my life. I'm not gonna tolerate it here. And you know what? You shouldn't either. Because not every American citizen gets a camera and a microphone. And what I'm seeing is such a demise of American judicial system and democracy. Miss James came out this morning and said that she knew Mr. Trump, and she always calls him Mr. Trump because it kills her that he was the president. But the 45th president of this country, one of the best presidents we've had, Has built a great company. It's worth a ton more than that statement of financial condition. And she doesn't know how to get out of it because her politics won't allow her. She calls him a bully. She says he's going to bring out racial slurs. He's going to say things today and taunt her. Well, Miss James, you taunted him before you came into office, before you saw one record, one statement of financial condition. You taunted him. You said, HIS ADMINISTRATION WAS TOO MALE AND TOO PALE. THOSE ARE HER WORDS. SHE SAID THAT SHE AND MICHAEL COHEN WERE GOING TO BE HIS BIGGEST NIGHTMARE WHERE I HAVE SOME NEWS FOR YOU, Miss JAMES. MICHAEL COHEN FOLDED, LIED, AND CRUMBLED. YOUR STAR WITNESS, ALONG WITH ALL THE DAs AND CORRUPT AGs, NEED TO BE PAYING ATTENTION TO WHAT HAPPENS WHEN YOU LET US Take the stand. When you let my client speak the truth, and the judge can tell me to sit down, and he can try and shorten my client's testimony, but it is loud and clear they've got nothing. They've got nothing but their politics. She's got nothing but her Soros backing, which we discovered recently. And I am sick and tired of seeing it. Pay attention, America. Pay attention. Because when you're in court one of these days and you don't have a lawyer that has a microphone and you don't have a lawyer that can go on TV and you've got judges gagging them, what are you going to do? We need to fix this country. And we need to stop what is happening in this courtroom. President Trump is worth a lot more and she wasn't ready for it. She doesn't understand it. And before she rushed to judgment, she should have thought about attacking somebody with over 50 years of real estate expertise who changed single-handedly the skyline of New York City. She picked the wrong person, and her politics will fail for it.
0: Tell me that wasn't thorough. That was really great. It was, was, was so
1: succinct sh- of the status that we are in. She should run, she should run for office? I'll vote for no,
0: me. she would blow it. She should be uh, like an assistant attorney general for like a Ted Cruz type person. And I, this goes back to Ted Cruz. I remember campaigning as hard as I could, kind of uh, trying to exceed my father's notions of me politically, since my father had done the same uh, in defense of the freedom for Cuba and getting as far up as a political appointee of Ronald Reagan. Quite an mm. honor for a person who didn't finish his seventh grade in sure, Cuba. Sure, sure. And so I followed in his footsteps, and I got as close as I could to this campaign, and I end up having intimate moments with Ted Cruz. And I knew my gut back then. This is before uh, any of this happened in my my second life, which is the life of Blake Radio, WSQF. Well, was how can this country not realize and slam the table like that judge cannot realize that time was now for serious articulation of the status of our nation and where it's going. Because I saw it in 2013 as I wrote my book, The Fiscals. I saw the fabric tearing, tearing apart. And that was articulated in in, in what Alina Habba says. What are you to do when the judge slams your attorney down and doesn't allow your attorney to speak for you? That's
1: right. It's, it's What com- are you to
0: do? It's completely
1: unconstitutional.
0: It's so communistic. It's not even funny. Yeah. This is how this stuff but starts. But the whole
1: Trump... The, you look i'm, I'm I, my god
0: he, we act, we act like like uh the juniors the trump juniors are running around with china taking money the whole and and and, and and formulating shell companies and they're on the take trump is being treated and making him serve for joe biden's crimes i mean it's so damn obvious two impeachments when he was trying to tell you that Joe is on the take in the Ukraine and the Soviet Union, which is Russia. And now there's a war between the two where one gets super rich and he gets money from both ends. I'm on the record. Because Putin's got to love Joe Biden because he's been able to sell him,
1: make him rich. He sold so much oil on the black market. Putin is loaded. I'm on the record wanting Trump to step aside and DeSantis to... Coming, Shame which, on which, you! Which I'll talk, which I'll talk about in a minute. The, try to fix it is what you mean. I'm going to talk about it in a minute about the state of the the current state of the race, which is kind of funny. But but uh, uh, Trump, you're right in the Trump derangement has actually turned this country into a banana republic. I mean, to to try to stop him, you know, and that that's what's happened. But I, I think we should stop calling it a banana republic and we should start calling it cartel. Well. Um, I d- I started out by saying the news was bad, but there are two pieces of good news today. One was the pro Israel march in Washington, which had I been the there, be- beautiful thing. Had I been there, I would have been right there, shoulder to shoulder with them. Right, right. Yeah, it been very cool. I and was ca- I was caught off so I was caught off guard.
0: Quite it was, frankly, it was I would like to have known in advance. So you my you my uh-huh. fellow Jewish friends. My fellow folks, someone could have called me and told me there was going to be a march. I would have gotten on a plane. And it
1: was interesting. I was
0: caught by surprise this morning. It was I really inter- would like liked to have been there.
1: It was interesting that uh, Schumer and uh, Jeffries and a lot, you know, well, uh, a lot of those guys. A bunch of cheerleaders. Yeah, but they were there. But they, were they were there. there. Yeah, They, they, were, they weren't going to miss and, that. And, that gonna, and that's guts with the squad. And well, that's New York stuff. You know? Two, this just came over the wire. United States District Court Judge stands up for f- free speech, strikes down Pennsylvania Township's flag ban. Ooh. And in a victory for free speech and the First Amendment, District Court Judge Karen Marsden has stuck down a Pennsylvania Township ban on the thin blue line flag. That is that's the, f- the one that supports the cost. That's exactly right. A federal court has ruled that a prohibition by Pennsylvania community on the display of the American flag with a thin blue line supportive of the law enforcement is unconstitutional. The Springfield Township, about 15 miles from Philadelphia, argued the use of the flag was creating discontent and distrust. That's how far down the rabbit hole the idiot left has gone and tried to take America.
0: Now, do you separate the idiot left and the far left from all of the left? No, you don't separate them. No, I agree. No, you're one of the few people. I don't believe. I believe they're all radical. They're, left. They're, yeah,
1: no, they. they Why hate, do
0: we separate the way well, you hate, try? You
1: try to FDR me one I day. Do, I believe that there are classic. No, you, JFK me. I not believe, RFK. I me. believe there are cl- in some classic liberals. We well, are yeah, one of them. Yeah,
0: yeah, but 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 I don't know of any classic liberals.
1: Uh, who do I used to? Oh, a classic liberal the, would be a Bob Grant. The problem a is a fine gentleman. The problem is that that they can't. They can't. Well, that's only one. They can't hold the. I mean, friends of mine. They my, can't govern. ex ex ex, period. ex friends of mine in L.A. One of them who was, you know, fairly intelligent and you know, per, and, and patriotic, but you can't. You can't stay that and not go for the trans, the racist. You you can't. You just can't. The what is what is the what is the saying the uh, the center cannot hold. It cannot hold.
0: uh, so, uh you got me there. You 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 things phrase.
1: fall apart. Um, let, let, let me find the example. Uh,
0: you're paraphrasing. I uh, I don't really know exactly what you're trying to say, but my fault. But my fallback position is this: we are in this situation as a nation. Because of the judge, because of the judges not wanting to stick their hand in the election. Didn't the judges stick their hands and their decisions to derail Al Gore's presidency during the hanging chads? They actually opined over that election because there was something physical and tangible to analyze. Why not in this case? Why didn't they seize the election machines in those four in those four swing states, in very specific precincts where drop boxes and miscellaneous ballots appeared in the middle of the night and pushed through the machine? How come no one can prove to us, the American people, no one can prove to us that all these signatures were analyzed and reanalyzed and consistent? I know, and I've said this more than one time on this show, I know that my signature has changed dramatically from when I first registered a vote to what it is today. So anybody could forge my early signatures, and unless it's uh, literally put through a scanner with my present signature, someone could vote with my ballot. And a lot of people had complained that they went to go vote, and they were told at the police station that they already had voted through the mail. How so? I never requested a ballot. Well, it says you voted. Why? We haven't figured out what that number actually was. And it's very easy for the bill bars to go out there and say, well, we know there was election fraud, but just not enough to sway the election. Well, yeah, if you if you call it eight million and eight million and eight million and eight million, of course, we're supposed to think it can't possibly be eight million worth of fraud. But if it is, it's a tremendous miscarriage of justice. We're not claiming that. Nobody is. I'm not claiming that Joe, that Joe Biden, uh, I mean that that Donald Trump beat Joe Biden by popular vote because he didn't beat Hillary by popular vote. So what makes me think that the American people are that astute that they can appreciate a dollar fifty gas or two dollar gas or energy independence or a tax break or uh, the Abraham Accords or a quiet border or 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 without war? At the same time, knocking off the nastiest sob in, Iran, in Iran's Republican Guard unit Soleimani, I mean, what? What do I make? What makes me think that you, the American public, are as smart as I am? I don't. I don't hold hope. But since you guys are so happy that Joe Biden won, what does that say about you? Look at the the ridiculousness of no, what...
1: no 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 they they won't look at it it's the same way they won't look at pictures of hot israeli hostages they won't look at it they don't they can't they'll they'll block it out they'll Well co-
0: I saw you know the clip that everybody's talking about that they showed these politicians I saw a version of it and I can swear to you it was a big mistake on my part a uh, big mistake I should not have seen it I should have just. Even though it was sent to me with a pass key, and I had 15 minutes to watch it because I was. What pre- watch, I, I have a press pass. Watch what? The slaughter. Oh no 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 no! It's it's a it's it's a whole it's uh my, my perspective on humanity has gone to the crap. Point. But
1: no no but huma- septic tank. No no humanity is fine. The, the that that is those are inhuman. Those are inhuman actions.
0: You got what you definitely got to see was. Satan in action. No, no, ab- no, absolutely. But look, just I shouldn't. and uh, I heard the whole version of almost an hour. No, it, it's, it's and it's an- I saw about fifteen minutes of it, and I couldn't leave it you, because the the icon said to me that if I left, if I if I pressed pause, it came out with a thing. Uh, you cannot be assured to be able to watch it again if you put it on pause. No, it's, it's- so I kept on watching. I kept on watching, I kept on watching. So P- and the little piece that I had was so devastating yeah. that my whole day I was frozen. I was I couldn't fu- I couldn't really function. I wasn't drinking. I didn't do any of the normal things I was doing that day. I just sat there in like this buzz. Uh and I didn't do any of the errands I was supposed to do. I didn't manage my business. You I didn't come to the radio. You, 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 I was in shock. You can't. It's 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 civilization changing. Wow. It, 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 I remember going downstairs, walking the dog, and I just the dog was looking at me saying, Hey dude, uh you're gonna walk the dog, you gotta walk me. The people I just sat there. And these images were it was called remember Pearl, the uh the guy who was beheaded?
1: Yeah, yeah, Daniel Pearl.
0: Daniel Pearl. When I saw his beheading live, not live, but you know, yeah. a, a videotape, I should have learned from that experience that that was going to ruin me. No, and sure enough, ten years later, I'm watching another one, and I feel terrible All- about it because I'm it's I'm showing myself no no self sense of self
1: respect. So when people, even smart people like socialists, start. Talking geopolitics, or you know, I, I say Socialist is him. Yeah, I, I say you know you, you're out of your minds. You know, this is beyond. This is a level beyond any explanation of you know apartheid, whatever. Even if you agreed with that, which you don't, you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, false equivalencies are very easy.
0: Yeah, because when you see the numbers rising in Gaza because of the human, but shield, the
1: idiots who would be
0: the idiots. It's hard to it's hard to fathom. Uh, what the 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 basically poor Palestinians have to endure because they can't get rid of Hamas—it's up their ass and in their uh, in their life and it they, they owns them.
1: But at this point, just like the left is trying to do to us,
0: yeah, yeah. To the point, I won't make a false equivalency there either. Oh no, I will. But the Palestinians at this point have got to understand that they do not have rights to the Gaza Strip. They need to be forced into exile. And what other nations, whatever nations accept them, forced by, by, by force, by human force, by military force, I'm thinking Iran, I'm thinking Egypt, I'm thinking Jordan, I'm thinking Syria. If they take the Palestinians, then we have an obligation to actually do something positive in our life and use the United Nations to house them, feed them, and create massive uh, refugee camps. And they just can't be... They, Israel cannot survive having the Golan Heights above them to the north, north, what is it, northeast, and Gaza Strip to the south. So I can only say that Gaza really should be, especially now that, they've, they've, uh, that the hidden gem behind the Gaza is uh, a brighter future because of a huge natural gas... Uh, reserve found off the coast of Gaza in between Egypt and southern Israel. It's time to tap the natural gas, make Gaza, turn Gaza into a glass waterfront, and use the energy to send the Palestinians in the Golden Heights on their way as well. Because I'd rather defend my border over a Jordan River with a river separating us than have these people on a almost 800 to 1,000 feet elevation, looking down at Tel Aviv, because the Golan Heights is much higher. So it's easier to send rockets from there into the city. Uh, Israel must, must, must force all Palestinians into exile, and they just need to carve that triangle, keep it, and... If they want to say that they took our lands, well, now i just give them a new date. <laughs> the new date is 2023. No. <laughs> From 1948 to 2023. No. I, but those people have to do
1: something for their own existence. My, now my old... Lit-
0: Self-preservation,
1: folks, it's, uh, it's terrible, but it's true. Before we close, my old literary, you know, background kicked in. I, I wish I had identified the original quote that I was going for, but here it is. The Second Coming, The Second Coming by William Butler Yeats, a great great English poet. Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. More anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The, beat, the best lack of all convention, while the worst and full of passionate intensity. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. And that's what happened to the Democrats. They just can not they could not hold the center.
0: Well, that was a drop the mic moment. And guess what song follows this incredible show? Pink Floyd's brain damage. How appropriate is that? Stay free, Blink Radio 94.5, Lou and I, and what's that guy's name again? Never mind. Take care and stay free. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube,
2: Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.